This is the War Room Roundtable podcast, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant businessmen and women on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they've learned on the road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their successes into your life and business. The War Room Roundtable is brought to you by your hosts, Jason Miller, CEO of Strategic Advisor Board, and Philip Lanos, CEO of Own the Rhythm, and former podcast host for Entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine. Welcome to the War Room. It's a pleasure to have you here. How you feeling? How you doing? What's the word, Dr. Andrea Renee? Uh, thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Uh, time is such a gift for us to share. And I know we can't get it back. So my whole goal in life is to be a benefit to myself and anyone else that I come in contact with. I think that's our, our greatest gift that we can be. And I do everything I can to get out of the way <laughs> so my higher self can move through me into the world and the space to make that happen. And I think uh, I would say that's a nice segue into my story in the sense that uh, I didn't really realize how much I was in my own way. I think that's a journey for all of us. Um, I'm an acupuncturist and I practice acupuncture and Chinese medicine, but my specialty is really as a diagnosis detective, you know, we grow our own problems. It's one of my favorite phrases. And so instead okay, wait, of writing, wait, wait, wait. before we before we even get into that, because I love this, I love this. You are a class act for just jumping right into it. But I, I what I would like to take it just a little step further back before we even get sure. there. Right? Sure, sure. Do you come from a family of entrepreneurs? What was the work life like when you were growing up that you had around you, as an example? You know, my dad is a really big inspiration for me. Um, I'm really inspired by my ancestry. Um, my both of my parents had their fathers die when they were in high school, and they took on the role of kind of carrying the weight of their families. Uh, both of their moms never remarried. Um, they had to grow up really fast. They also uh, didn't come from a lot of means, financial resources. And so uh, my dad was the first person to go to college in his whole family. He went on scholarship comes from a very small town in Puerto Rico. His family had a had a farm, and that's how they fed themselves. They were Catholic, so he's one of 14 kids. <laughs> but, uh, he's the second. He, he lost his father and his older brother and carried the weight of his entire family his whole life, including the family he made with my mom. Uh, he's, uh, I'm probably going to cry. Um, I'm so a, sorry. He's a really big inspiration to me. Because I, um, you know, he uh, he's one of those real life examples of a hero where it doesn't matter where you come from or what you have, you can become resourceful and you can make the best of whatever you have, whatever cards you were dealt and uh, overcome any challenges and make a life for yourself. And he's been very, um, very generous, you know to uh, carry the weight of so many siblings and all of his nieces and nephews. And he's been really a uh, cement foundation of his entire lineage. And that's, that's a lot. And it caused some fights with my mom when <laughs> I was growing up, you know, 
what about our family? You know, if you're going to carry everybody else, what's left for us? Uh, so that's a, it instilled certain values in myself. Um, it's made me very driven to, to contribute, to pull my own weight, so to speak. Um, it's one of my tenants, I guess. I, I never want to be a burden on anybody. I, I want to, you know, contribute. Um, and I think it trained me in a way to become very independent because of that, because I didn't want to bring more problems to the table when I was growing up. And so uh, for better and for worse, I tended to deal with my stuff uh, on my own uh, to a certain extent. See, no, I love this because now this ties into the work that you're doing today where I have here in my notes that you teach people to become their own medicine and develop permanent lifestyle habits, right? Uh, And I understand it now, coming from where you were coming from, having to have been uh, having the example that you had and deciding for yourself, I'm going to pick and carry it my own weight. And then obviously not wanting to cause problems for people. That's, that's a, that's a habit that I have myself and it helps me, but it also sometimes hinders me, right? It's its own, it's its own double-edged sword. So I think it's powerful that this is the work that you stepped into. Do you find that there is a general audience of people that come to you or is it from all walks of life? It's really interesting being an acupuncturist because a lot of co- a lot of people come to me when they have an unsatisfactory experience treating their disease conditions. So I tend to unravel some pretty complex chronic cases because there's balls that have been dropped. And most of the time in our, in our world today, in the paradigm we've been living in, in medicine and Western medicine, it makes people, I think, dysfunctional, codependent people that are looking to somebody else to fix them that aren't necessarily taught that they can be their own medicine and they can participate in as a team player, as an equal. And, and like I, I said, and you agreed, you know, there's a value to contributing to your own health. There's, there's a power, yeah. there's a confidence, right? There's a, there's a peace that comes with that. Instead of being afraid and dependent on somebody else to fix you, it's a very, very victimizing position. I think a lot of people get positioned that way within our Western medicine, allopathic healthcare model. And so a lot of people come to me after they've been thrown around maybe for a decade, uh, some patients, uh, 20 years or more with some, you know, compounded complex cases. I mean, I won't say which healthcare um, insurance it is, but one of my patients jokes is that their healthcare insurance is like a roach motel. Once you check in, you can't check out. (laughs) (laughs) because you get one more referral medication, one more treatment, and then another side effect, and then they've been spinning around. Exactly. Yes. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) No, it's, it's true. And, and, and the unfortunate thing is that you always end up being at the, at the back end of it all. Yeah. Like the mercy of somebody else. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm very, very scared too. Because this is the thing, too. Uh, one of my specializations became post-traumatic stress. And, you know, a lot of people don't know acupuncture can treat more than just pain. Because there is that, again, health is holistic. It includes our mindset. And if we're operating in post-traumatic stress, in fight or flight all the time, in adrenal burnout, we're emotionally reactive. We can't be logical or reasonable. And, and it's really hard to make very important big life decisions from that emotionally reactive, really frightened place. 
And that's where, you know, (laughs) that's, that's, that's the, the tragedy, I think, is that when you go to a doctor, that honestly, the definition is supposed to be a teacher, which means they facilitate someone coming to their own realizations about what path is right for them. Not this, you know, frightened, scared, confused, desperate position to do whatever they're told by some kind of like fascist totalitarian dictator. You will, you know, because it changed my life completely. I had a bad car accident. I was a pedestrian in New York. I was hit by a taxi cab that was going 40 miles an hour as a pedestrian in the street. So I like to say I had a tussle with a taxi and the taxi won that round because hitting the concrete at 40 miles an hour doesn't feel so hot, you know, but it completely changed my life because my third, third opinion with the orthopedic surgeon suggested that since I was young, because at the time in 94, I was only 21 years old. I was in my last year of college. He said, you know, you can always have surgery, but you can give yourself a chance to see how far you can get. If you had a hobby, maybe you want to get into yoga, you know, maybe you want to do physical therapy. Maybe you want to work on an anti-inflammatory diet, you know, maybe you want to see how far you can get. Because if I, I have some patients that were on that path, athletes, for example, injuries, once you start those surgeries, they have a limited shelf life. Most people get a knee replacement, hip replacement, soldier surgery later in life because maybe it'll last 10 years, maybe 20. But if I'm 21, how many am I going to sign up for? How many joints? How many times am I going to become, you know, a blade runner? (laughs) 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 You know, like, you know, like when you're when you're 21, I was like, wow, this is really scary. They're going to replace all my body parts. I don't know about that, guys. You know, so he changed my life completely because he invited me to look at alternatives, to look at alternatives. He invited me to take responsibility for my health, see what I could learn to do to help myself, see what I could do. And that changed everything because then I wasn't a victim. I wasn't disempowered. There was something I could do to help myself on a daily basis as needed. And this is what inspired you to go into an education that helped you launch your own. I had no choice. My, My life wasn't working. I was a jewelry designer. I made thousands of pieces, you know, samples, traveling for work. My, my joint pain, my chronic pain each, each year, each decade started to get worse. So, you know, pain is a really great motivator, you know, because I, I, I wouldn't be able to be a contributor in my life. And I didn't want to be a burden on my family. Right. And, and the idea of something like disability and being a burden on my family, I mean, honestly, I'd rather die than do that. And, and frankly, I, I did. I did attempt suicide three times because I said, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to do that, you know. And so I, I really, I, I'm so sincere because I know what it's like to be in that place where You know, you can get medical care and your case gets worse and that makes you more afraid because you keep taking action. 
but it's not getting better. It's getting worse. And then, you know, to resurrect your hope, to believe that you could actually, you know, recover gets harder and harder because each, each time, you know, you get another doctor, another treatment plan, each time you go through the motions and things get worse. It's really hard to resurrect your hope and keep it alive. And, you know, it's like, I, I love that. It's a wonderful life Christmas movie. You know, it's like holiday time. You know, I, I, I've watched that more than once. I recommend it to patients too, because, you know, it's a scary place to think you're more valuable dead than alive to the people that you love. That's oh, yeah. a rough spot. Keeping it real all the way. And, you know, a lot of entrepreneurs, they, they suffer in silence. They, yeah. Uh, they don't speak to their spouses if they, yeah. if they don't have the luxury of the spouse understanding that, you know, yeah. they can't talk to their team as far as they're concerned. Their team well, because they're supposed <laughs> to be strong, right? Like there's this idea, like, I don't know if you guys remember, I'll date myself to the phrase, never let them see you sweat was in this deodorant commercial that was notorious, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, you know, a, a lot of my patients come to me in the clinic and they'll say, you know, I don't, I don't have anybody else to tell you like how I'm, I'm afraid I'm exhausted. I'm tired. You know, I'm overwhelmed. Uh, this, this pain I'm dealing with mental, emotional, physical, spiritual, like this is a rough time, but they want to be strong for their family. They want to be strong for their team, you know? And then I think one of the biggest lessons that I learned is that, that, that health, that strength, that wellness doesn't come from, it doesn't come from complaining and, and it also doesn't come from hiding either. There, there needs to be at least one person that you trust. Sometimes it's a clinician. Sometimes it's a therapist. Sometimes it's one best friend, right? Because sometimes we need somebody to back us up. You know, I, I love my friends. They are my chosen family. We've backed each other up. You know, as an entrepreneur, we tend to take from our health and our personal life, our family time, our quality time, our self-care time, put it all into our work because we're passionate about what we're doing. And that can make us really exhausted. And we need we need somebody to back us up and say, hey, I know you're really overwhelmed and exhausted and you're losing hope, but I believe in you and I have your back. Okay. And we're going to help you. I used to say with my friends in acupuncture college, you know, we're on the battlefield, we're going to pick each other up and we're going to keep going. We're going to move forward with our lives. Some of my best friends, single moms, putting themselves through school to change their lives, you know. Sometimes we have some really tough stretches, you know. I uh, love it. You know, before we go further, I want to check in with Jason and hear his thoughts because your story is just so powerful and you're so vulnerable and really grateful. So let, let's just check in with Jason before we continue. Yeah, I I really I, I enjoy the whole story as a package because you know as it just fits you know our entrepreneurial life it fits you know everybody has this like grandiose idea that it's all just butterflies and rainbows and all this stuff. <laughs> I clean <Yeah>. toilets <laughs> in my first business. Okay, it's yeah. not glamorous. All right. Yeah, there's, there's, there's definitely <laughs> no. there's definitely nothing. You wear all the hats. About it. Yeah, and and you know even to what you do to the earlier conversation, I can speak to because I spent 23 years in the military, and anytime you would get hurt or you know any of that stuff, even today, right? I'm retired, um, and 
it's all about what pills can we just shove down your throat to make it go away, right? Yeah. Well, as business owners, number one, I don't have time to be a drone. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't have time for that, right? I don't have time to shove pills down my throat and be a drone all day. So it's like you got to figure out what works for you, right? Yeah. What works best for you. And, and what can really keep you on your A game as a business owner? Or, I mean, just as a human being in life. Well, as a human being first, totally, yeah. totally. Yeah. And that's the thing to unravel that because you're so right. Because what, what I love about the work that I can do and the concept of oriental medicine, it's about figuring out what works for you very, very specifically, mm. you know, and what's doable and how can you help yourself, you know, with things like chronic pain, you know, like. Anybody can do a Qigong exercise. It's one of the easiest yet most effective things that you can do. Like you can change your life with breathing techniques. It's really that simple in two minutes, five minutes, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing because sometimes it's still the best kept secret, you know, but you really can get the handbook for your body. And when you lift yourself up, right, when you have more energy and you're rested and you have less pain, I imagine, right, you're more effective in your business in your relationships, you know, mm. that's when you're really full on. I can see the commercial now. Now with, uh, have you tried breathing? Now yeah. it's the newest and latest technology. It's so innovative. This <laughs> Side effects tech. may include more energy, more alertness, <laughs> happier <Exactly>. emotions. <laughs> right? More creativity. Uh, it's, it's it's only 1995, <laughs> but wait, we'll send you a second jar of energy. Please. Right. <laughs> hey, one you day they're one more. day, one day they're going to bottle the cleanest air and try to sell that to us. They I already guarantee. do. They already do that. They do yeah, that. You can here. already go in the H-spot uh, hyperbaric oxygen therapy yeah. chamber. Oh my goodness. Oh, yeah, yeah, they have they have oxygen bars. Yeah. Oh yeah. no. Yeah, they do. <laughs> See, you're missing out, Philip. <laughs> I need to get on that. I, I'm still living in this time of dinosaurs, breathing in manually. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can go out. Um, it's the DSL of breathing. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Listen, uh, w- without getting too far away from, from the primary objective, you've shared so many powerful, powerful moments in just sharing your story. Uh, we, we sort of, we sort of glimpsed at the fact that you did undergo the education and started your business out of necessity because it became your life to know what that was like, because, you know, like my father had ALS for like the like oh, the wow. t- first 26 years of my life. So I know firsthand what it feels like to watch someone feel like they're nothing but a burden to their family, you know? And I mean, it's crazy because 26 years, most people don't live past four years of yeah. having ALS. Right. Yeah. So I, I know what that's like. And they tried it all under yeah. the sun. Totally. All of it. To this yeah. day, I'm very grateful. I'm not even spiritual or religious or anything, but I'm very grateful that I'm a healthy individual. Yeah. You know, all things considered. And so I have to say, like your story and the work that you do, it's very, very important. I, again, I have a cousin who's younger than me by four years and has like arthritis and lupus. Correct. It's like, where did this come from? You know, well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, this is a really important fact, I think, to share with your audience, because that's where entrepreneurs usually drop the ball and 
when we're so hyper-focused on the challenges and solving problems, it changes your body's chemistry. You know, what we think about and the emotions we feel have a physiological effect. And most people don't realize that. And people push themselves so hard. And I like to describe it as, you know, on the airplane, when they show the little video and they're like, put the oxygen mask right, on you right. first before you try to help anybody. But that's usually the, the last thing that an entrepreneur does. They try to help everybody and take care of everything around them. And they, they feed themselves last. And how many years can that go on before you start to have some physical right challenges that can pop up? Maybe it. because your dad, right, showed you that experience, you look kind of fit. Maybe you maybe you do some things. I do to I keep try. yourself healthy. <laughs> right? But you try, uh, yeah. right? That that was really brought home to you. Whereas people without that example, maybe they don't really see. People try to use their body like a car without any gas, oil, and coolant and think they're gonna keep trucking it down the road. That's the moment right there. Right there. And so that's true. what I see all the time in my practice. That's what I help people do. I said, Hey, you know, would you try to drive your car without gas? How are you feeling these days? <laughs> some people really do, though. There are they some really people do. who haven't had an oil change in five years. <laughs> Seriously. And, you know, coffee's only going to get you so far. Once you get past 40, that coffee's not going to bump you up enough. Okay. It's not going to be enough to burn the candle at both ends. Speaking of speaking of not enough, there's not enough time to continue to go deeper and deeper into this. So there's a few things I want to do to make sure that we get the key elements out of the way. The first is, um, so what we're going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to give a shout out to one of our supporters. Then I'm going to turn it over to you so people can know how to connect with you. And then we'll close it out with the grand finale question. Um, so first off, uh, Stephanie Emmett is a supporter of the show and she herself has had a long-standing career in copywriting and doing digital marketing. So if you yourself have tried everything uh, to be online and generate more business and you're like, I don't know what I should be doing. I'm trying these things. None of them, the things are working. You know, I get engagement on my posts, but for some reason, nobody wants to buy from me. Well, I don't want to come across as sales. If you're, if any of those thoughts and concerns run through your mind, Stephanie Emmett made a program. She calls it the Startups to Six Figures Mentorship Solution. And you can access it and at 10% off by entering the core the, the code war room if you go to the rightstephanie.com. And that's W-R-I-T-E, the rightstephanie.com, and she'll hook you up. Uh, with that said, uh, Andrea, where can people go to connect with you? What's your call to action? Yeah, so people can connect with me through my website. My practice is called Chillaxome. So it's C-H-I-L-L-A-X-O-M.com. And then they can uh, have a bunch of resources there. You can work with me virtually. I also have a nonprofit uh, people can learn about there. You can nominate businesses, people to have scholarships so they can work with someone like me, whether they have the financial resources or not. So that's a big uh, project dear to my heart I launched this year. So I love shoot me, shoot me an email from my website and we'll, there it is. we'll figure it out. Awesome. And uh, with that said, the final piece here is if you could have invited anyone to join us in this room here to chop it up, hear your story, see your vulnerability, uh, understand the, the, the mission that you've taken upon yourself, who would you have loved to have had in the room and why? 
You know, it's really interesting when we look for mentors, we may never meet them in person, but they can completely change our lives. And I have to say, one of the first names that came to my head was Tony Robbins. I got his first cassette tape, Get the Edge, in like 1992. Yeah. He gave me the courage to actually start my jewelry business while I was in college. Because it was about, you know, whatever time you have, use it. And then see the results keep getting compounded by using the time that you have instead of being stuck thinking you don't have time. Such a great example. Doesn't matter how much time we have, just use the time we have. And that, again, it, it changed my whole life. And then all of his, uh, you know, like the curriculum of his date with destiny material, all of the practical psychology, you know, uh, he's really helped me personally uh, get some tools to really reframe what could look at uh, very defeating, tragic points of my life that could have really shut me down and, uh, you know, make peace with them and move forward with my life. And so uh, he's a wonderful example of walking his talk. I hold him as a standard of what I aspire to be. And uh, I may never meet him, but he's in my, he's in my heart. I love it. Yeah, such a heartfelt conversation with you today. It's tradition here for Jason to close his out, so I'm gonna turn it over to him. But I've, I've got to say, I've, I've thoroughly enjoyed learning about your story, where you come from, and why you do what you do, Jason. Thank yeah. you. <clears throat> here, here's what I'll, I'll I will say is, it's not very often that people come on the show, and at the end you know, they left it all on the field. Every bit of it was left on the field and you did that. And I will tell you right now, if somebody didn't get something out of that, I won't even say what I want to say, but if you didn't get something out of that, you need to go check yourself and go look and go look in a mirror and maybe do a little self-reflection why you didn't get something out of this because, you know, life is really short. And, you know, I always say we have 168 hours in the week, you know, and you took 30 minutes to come here and spend with me, Philip, and hundreds of thousands of people that are going to listen to this. And that means something. And thank you for doing that. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful for the opportunity. You know, it's my greatest hope that my pain can become, you know, a higher purpose to help other people claw themselves out of the dark hole that we can fall into sometimes. And no, no matter, you know, how many times we fall down, we can get up and keep moving on with our lives and it's worth it. And so I'm just so, I'm so grateful for this opportunity and we're all in this together and we can keep keeping on, you know. Hey, there it is. Appreciate you so much. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you so much. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening to the War Room Roundtable with your hosts, Jason Miller and Philip Lanos. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and always remember, if you can dream it and believe it, then you can go achieve it. We'll see you in the next episode.